Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hello, how are you? I am here with my my co-host and partner in Recharge the Soul, and we're really excited to share this episode with you. I'm Ann Code, and I'm with... Bailey, I'm the daughter. And yeah, that was such a good question that you asked is simply just how are you? How are you doing right now? How are you feeling? There's a lot going on. We just entered Scorpio season, which is super intense and transformational. And and yeah, we have a lot of eclipse going on. So if you're feeling a little bit emotional or kind of all over the place or maybe a lot of shifts are happening in your life um then you're right where you need to be (laughs) yeah you're right where you need to be and if not then that's great too (laughs) yeah yeah but how are you doing just do a little check-in with yourself in this point in time and kind of do a little inventory of all that's going on in your life and ask yourself maybe what you're needing today Yeah, and so we um, have been doing a lot of that the last couple of days is asking what we we need personally because we just got back from retreat in Greece, which we were gone actually for 21 days, longest period of time we've been gone and started in Barcelona because my middle son, Bailey's brother, he eloped and we wanted to spend time with his new wife. Which was like so magical, so unexpected, and pretty incredible when you think about life. You just don't, you just have no idea what's going to happen. So I just need to tell a quick story about this because um, I didn't expect Hunter to get married, and I had Bailey come in the room. I think even Levi said, "What's what's going on? Is this a joke, or did this really happen?" And they were on their Instagram. And they said, did you see this? We think Hunter got married. <laughs> so I went, on my, I went on my Instagram and I saw pictures of, of Olia, his wife, in a beautiful wedding gown. And, and then I looked, to, looked at, I saw a message in my Instagram and it said, I don't want you to see this on Instagram first. It was from Olia. And she said, but Hunter and I eloped and got married and... Um, she told me about the the wedding, and then she shared a ton of pictures. And um, both Hunter, I mean, both Levi and Bailey asked me, how do you feel about that? Do you remember asking me that? Mm-hmm. And I was, and I really was happy that he did what he wanted to do on his terms. Um, that's what Hunter does anyhow. And... Um, and that's how I've raised my, my kids is to check in with themselves and live life on their terms. And they decided that it was time and they went and got married and it was just Hunter. Now I have to tell you the truth about this. If I, if her whole side of the family was there and we had no idea, I probably would be upset. No, I, I seriously, I would, I would be upset, 
But again, there would be nothing I'd have to, I would be able to do about it. I'd have to have a talk with him and say, why did you do this? So I could understand. But that didn't happen. What happened is that they eloped um, together. You know, wouldn't you be upset if they got married and you weren't there and everybody on her side of the family was there and, and we were not invited? I think I'd be just a little bit confused. <laughs> confused. But, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I'd be confused. And then, but I think it would just be kind of a moment would be like, okay, well, maybe we need to have a conversation. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe there's some, <laughs> something more here. Some disconnections going on. <laughs> and so um, I was really, we were really excited going over to Barcelona. Both Bailey and I had never been there, um, Barcelona, Spain. We rented an Airbnb um, right by the water in a place called La Plata, which is outside the Gothic Center. And it was just this perfect little apartment. And we were there for about 12 days before we went over to Greece for the retreat. And so we walked everywhere. We talked in these hilarious we think we were we think we were hilarious these hilarious accents the whole time while you're walking the whole time i'm surprised we're talking normal right now because i was like there's no going back like we've been talking like this for three days straight oh my gosh it was so and we had lots of adventures and it was it was just i'm going to tell you that this will be one of the moments in my life that i look back on and go that was a priceless time to be able to experience I mean, Barcelona, if you ever get a chance to visit there, it is really an amazing, beautiful city. And the people are so friendly. Should we tell them about the Babino? Yeah, let's tell you. Let, you, let me, oh, yeah, do you, you right start. I do? No, I want you to. Okay, <laughs> so there's this Babino, which is, Babino means baby in Spanish. And we were staying in this cute Airbnb, as my mom was saying. But there was a bunch of, uh, we had neighbors we were in like it was basically like a huge apartment complex um and so anyways the first night we were there there was this screaming baby that was next door and um kept waking up my mom every single morning it was like routine work which is fine we understand that babies you know babies they, cry sometimes they cry and you know there's some babies that are more temperamental than others um maybe it's teething but as our stay went on, like there was one morning when I was out on the balcony and I was actually meditating. And then the next thing I know, I hear this, it was like a screaming cry, you know, and it sounded like the baby was, it was in trauma. It was definitely in trauma. And so, and it just was like nonstop for probably an hour and a half. And so I went in there and I talked to my mom and it was like 9 a.m. and we had just ran out of coffee, so I was planning on going downstairs um, and going across the way and grabbing a little bit of coffee, too, so my mom could have a cup, because I had the last one, and I'm like, well, I definitely have to go get coffee now and not leave her high and dry. So but I was like, hey, I'm about to go get coffee. Can you just peek around the corner and check on that baby, because I can hear it on the balcony. And I secretly was waiting until Bailey would leave because I didn't want to upset Bailey. But I, there was no way that I could sit there and listen to this baby wailing. And it was, you know, like there's a cry as a mom, you know, when your baby's wet and when your baby's hungry. This baby was in trauma, like, like, like have asking for somebody to help. That's really what I was hearing when that baby was crying. 
So I ask her to go check on it, and she puts her head around the balcony and peeks, and the baby is in a rocking stroller, and it's facing our balcony, so it's facing away from the parent, and the parents on the other side, it was the dad, and he was rocking the baby, but he was had headphones in and was looking at his phone, and the baby couldn't see him, so the baby thought that it was alone, and when it saw my mom's face, it completely, like, its eyes lit up, and it kind of almost was when you know like that when you're when you're like trying to recover from crying so hard it started doing that towards me and like like looking at me with its eyes like help me and I was just like oh my gosh I want to help you so bad I want to leap over there and grab this little baby but it's not my baby so she looks I can hear as I'm walking out actually this is what happened literally I'm walking out the door I'm about to shut the door and all of a sudden (laughs) I hear my mom and she goes, <laughs> I can't even say it. She goes, pick up the baby. Please pick up the baby. And then the door shut. And then I didn't hear anything else. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to leave that one. I'm going to give it five minutes and then I'm going to go get the coffee. I'm going to come back up and whatever's going on, I'm going I'm going to handle it from there. So I go down in the elevator and I go downstairs and I'm out on the street now and I could still hear the baby. And the baby was like seven floors up. And around me, actually, I went and got the coffee and then I come back and there was actually other people that were standing downstairs on the street with me and they were looking up at the balcony wondering what was going on. And there was this older lady and she was so sweet. She didn't speak a lick of English and she was holding this huge baguette. <laughs> and I go to unlock the door and she comes over to me and she's trying to speak Spanish to me. And I speak enough to understand her, but she basically was saying, like, asking first if it was my baby. And I was like, it was, no, it's not my baby. It's our neighbor's baby. And actually, like, we can't figure out how to get to their door. That was another thing we could only find, like, get, like, talk to them through their balcony. But. We couldn't go and, like, knock on their door and have a face-to-face conversation and maybe help them or whatever it may be to help the baby, ultimately. So she's like, go. She did the motion of, like, go knock on the door. And I was like, can you come? Because she speaks the same language as them. And so she, next thing you know, it's me and the lady in the baguette and we're in the elevator and we're going <laughs> up. And and I, I knock, really on, happened. I knock on the door, on me and my mom's door. And my mom opens the door and I show her the lady with the baguette. And I was like, she's going to help us. And so she comes in and she sticks her head around the balcony and and just goes, hola. Like that. Like super, super calm. calm. So sweet. And then the dad and her start talking. And next thing you know, the baby stopped crying. Yeah. And and then she left, and then that was that. And I think that the main thing we, my mom and I realized after this is we're like, wow, what a powerful baby. Because the baby needed help. Needed help. The baby needed mm-hmm. somebody to wake the parents up. And mm-hmm. at first they got very angry with my mom <laughs> for saying something. But when they, I think when they realized that there's other people that all of a sudden were now getting involved, that were from the street, then maybe hopefully it kind of woke them up a little bit to realize that they need to work on their parenting skills because it's like this, it's in such a primed time and it's age where, you know, it's developing its perspective on this world and it's was complete trauma. And so, but yeah, what a powerful baby that it, 
It was like powerful I'm, little baby. I'm going to freaking get any help I can, mm-hmm. and I'm going to call people up here. I'm going to get everybody's attention because my parents are not giving me the love that I need right now. And so that was just a pretty wild moment because normally we try not to. I personally try not to get involved within parents and their children. Yeah. You know, of course, on airplanes, which we're going to be talking about travel tips today. There's, you know. Probably one out of five flights, there's a screaming baby. Mm -hmm. And you have to come to the conclusion of just accepting it because you don't know fully the situation. But in this situation, it was like, all right, it's been five days and this baby is not getting the the attention it's needing. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's. Mm-hmm. It's so in such distress. So yeah, and I I always have compassion for the parents on the on an airplane because I've been that parent hunter. I'm the one who's in Barcelona used to have um, problems with his ears, and so it was painful for him when we would you know go up in the plane and come down in the plane. And so I totally understand that. I have compassion, and so does Bailey. But this cry was like no cry I've ever heard before, and. It was, I was so happy that the lady, when Bailey, when I opened the door and Bailey was there with this other lady with the baguette, I was just like, (laughs) I was just like, and she was so calm and she was so sweet and she just poked her head around balcony and just was so compassionate. She just said, hola, hola, and just like that. And they, and they responded, probably not, I, I started playing high frequency music on the, um, on the balcony to try to calm the baby down. Um, so like it's, it's a 452 megahertz and the, just so that the baby could have something to soothe it. Cause I couldn't get to the baby and it wasn't my baby, you know I mean? But I wanted so bad. They said, he goes, you come over here and you take care of the baby then. And I said, I will. I said, I will come over there. Let me in and I will pick up the baby. Cause that poor the baby was beautiful too, but I was just like, oh my gosh. The, but the lesson, so I, I always think about and ask what the lesson was. And that definitely was the, because we believe that you pick your parents. And obviously this powerful little baby picked these two people who were totally disengaged. I mean, he was literally rocking, totally spaced out, probably had his music on so high, looking at his phone, couldn't even hear the baby. Everybody else is freaking out around him. I was just like, you should never have had children, but this baby picked them and this baby is powerful. So I was, um, when I realized that it gave me great comfort. So, so on with the, the trip, that was probably the most really, I thought that was really, um, really amazing amazing lesson and an amazing awareness to have happen during that trip but Barcelona if you have like it is just this incredible city the gothic center it's just like it was back back thousands of years ago the streets are very narrow there are these huge wide um, plazas where people meet and have markets and eat on the streets with these little umbrellas and um and we just and we got to connect with hunter and olia and see how they were together and actually met um olia's mother so the other mother-in-law and we and hunter hunter had said that she's very stoic and she was not stoic at all we had so much in common huh bailey Mm-hmm. she was just such a sweetheart she's in fitness as well she's a yoga instructor and um 
And she told me that her friends were saying that we looked like we were sisters and we laughed about that. But I just really enjoyed her company. And they're from, they're from the Ukraine. So she literally had a gym and in Kiev. And, um, and they don't say Kiev, they say Kiev because the Russians say Kiev. So they, they were, we were told to call it Kiev. And so she had a, a fitness um, gym there and we had a thriving business and lost everything. They were actually were living in a parking garage underneath their apartment building in a car for about 10 days during the beginning of the war. Fortunately, Hunter and Olia had some sort of intuition to get out and they got out about a month before that happened and they moved to Budapest and then um, ended up a lot of I ended up in um, Barcelona a lot of the refugees are either in Poland Olia told me or in um, or in Barcelona so after having an amazing amazing time with um with hunter and olia and bailey we were just we found trails to run we worked out um i never did get in the ocean which i really wanted to do i really wanted to get in the ocean then we went to greece and then we went to greece and um grisa grisa as was amazing as well it's we went to santorini um, we had an amazing time. We had a, uh, a very, a very different retreat experience because we know all of our other, other spaces so very well, but all the ladies that were on this retreat are most of them, 80% of them were our former retreat participants. So it was really nice to have the soul sisters all together again. And then, then we got home. So we've been using this time just to really recover since we've been home. Yeah, yeah. I was actually telling my mom in the airport on the way back because, guys, we had a 14-hour flight back from, um, we flew into Israel. We flew from Greece to Israel and then from Israel to San Francisco and then drove from San Francisco to Sacramento. And by the time all of that was over, I was, I, we got back at 8 a.m. I fell asleep at 9 a.m. and didn't wake up till the next day, I think at 8 a.m., and so I slept for about 24 hours and then got sick. I never get sick. But I was telling my mom in the airport on the way back, literally that. I was like, I never get sick. And then <laughs> the universe was like, we have Shut to humble down. her, humble <laughs> her. And so now I've been like the sickest I've been in a very, like years. A bad cold. Yeah. It's where, a bad cold. Would you say that's what Yeah, it it's a bad cold. Yeah. It, it's like, it's transformed over the days, like. Mm-hmm. at first it was my throat I couldn't like my th- throat was super sore and then it was my nose like I couldn't breathe out of my nose and now right now it's just a little bit of a headache and I'm a little bit fatigued so I've just been really nurturing myself hydrating um drinking a lot of tea sleeping a lot mm-hmm. um getting out in the sunshine eating things that are like nutritiously d- dense um and yeah, just taking my supplements and my vitamins, doing all the things that I know that make me feel better. Sitting in the steam room. So, But it's so funny because I got home and I hit the ground running. I did all my laundry. I unpacked. I repacked for a retreat that we're leaving for next week. I just was wound up. I have no idea what was, what was going on with me, but I stayed up that whole day. And then that night I ended up um, 
falling asleep like at 7.30 on the couch and Grizz, my husband, he goes, I think you need to go to bed. He goes, you you just fell asleep while I was talking to you. And so I got up and went to sleep and then woke up at 2.30. So last night was like the first night that I slept. And then I had a major download. So I ended up just sitting and writing a whole new workshop. It's called the Turtle Workshop. It's pretty amazing about fear and um, got to, got just had all these major downloads. So now here we are getting ready to leave on Monday, but we, because we've had so much experience traveling, we decided to share with you our top tips for travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've done all the traveling and so much, so many long flights. And I think we've gotten it down to a point where I don't really experience jet lag that much. And if I do, I know how to knock it out when I land and get there. And so, yeah, I would say the best thing that somebody taught me a long time ago, um, I was actually flying to Bali for the first time. I think this was 2018. And it's about, I mean, I did it on a budget. So I got the cheapest ticket, which means that my layovers were super long and I was doing probably an extra flight than I needed to. So I think it was around like 35 hours that it took me to get there. And what they told me was too fast, to fast the entire time. And in between the flights, if I'm going to decide to eat, have like almonds or have like a really fresh salad. Um, but whatever you do, do not eat the airplane food. Don't. On, on those flights because, man, they're full of, First off, salt. And going up in a plane, it's already dehydrating you. Um, and it's full of processed foods. It's just there's nothing in there that – or processed um, – you know what I mean. There's nothing in there that is going to – Help your body. Help your body <laughs> recover from – because when you're in an airplane, that's a lot on your body. And actually, they say that pilots, uh, they lose, I think, like five years on their life because flying ages you so much. And so – with that knowledge, just really make sure I would say fast, honestly, on a long flight, because you're sitting there anyways, you're not really using any, um, expending any energy from your body. So you don't really need the food. I know that some people may disagree, but give your digestive tract a break during this time when you're just sitting, you're not needing to walk, you're not needing to work. So you're not really needing fuel as much. Um, your body can digest and then it can start to build new enzymes. It can start to like, it almost kind of refreshes and resets it. And then also at the same time, bring an empty water bottle through security and fill it up on the other end. Now my mom kind of, if you don't like the airplane water or the, uh, airport water, um, like say out of the water fountains and everything, just get a water inside and then but hydrate as much as you can. The more, the better. And if you can also add in electrolytes to help your body because it will be dehydrated, um, then that's even better. So my top two tips are don't eat the airplane food fast if you can. Um, eat healthy, clean food in between when you're landed. And then hydrate, 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 add electrolytes in. That within itself will be a game changer. Yeah, we use Amped Hydrate from Isogenics, but you can also get other um, other electrolytes like emergency 
Um, there are some, they do have other things in the emergency. So just look and see if that fits what where, where you're at with your body. But um, we like the Amtidrate because it's so clean. The other thing is, um, when Bailey was saying, is that the airport food, the airplane food does inflame you. I mean, you're going to feel puffy if you eat that. It does not taste. It's it's kind of sloppy too. I mean, it's not very tasty. I never can know. I I look at it and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what is in this? It's lasagna. Lasagna. <laughs> You're like, oh, it doesn't look like lasagna. The meat. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, no shame, but at the same time, let's be honest. It weirds me out. Let's can we be does. honest here? And so bring protein bars. Bring. Apples, um, apples. Nuts. There's so many things you can bring that we like the turkey jerky from Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you know, so, but so, um, I love those tips. Those are great. I am always cold, and on this flight, 14 hours, it was <laughs> freezing. It, it was, was like, like a meat locker. It on was there. like a snowstorm. Oh my <laughs> so cold inside. We were so cold. We were so cold. And I have to tell you that I have I always wear thermals <laughs> under my pants because I figure if it's too much, I'll just take them off and roll them up and put them in my backpack. But um, I was very grateful, and I was still cold. And then I had on my really thick um, pullover that has a hoodie, and I had the hoodie up. And my, when I took it down, Bailey was like, I've never seen your hair like that. <laughs> but I, I did not care. I was, We had just got done flying 14 hours, and I was super grateful for for all of the layers that I had on, and I was still cold. And the man that was next to me on our left, he, he goes, what is going on? Why is it so cold? And I was, he goes, what? Are they trying to keep us awake or what? I And I have no idea why. I remember one They're time. They're always cold like that. Well, one time. Very we often not. Yeah, we were flying to Costa Rica. And I, I almost got into fetal position with Bailey. You was, did. Oh, did, did you I? did? Oh, I thought it was dreaming. No, I you did. did. There was one flight that was so cold <laughs> that we were going to Costa Rica for a retreat. And my mom and I were like... <laughs> <laughs> spooning each other because we were so cold it was so cold it was so cold <laughs> i thought i dreamed that it's no so funny i never ever did i think i would admit oh. that experience <laughs> but and mom all of a sudden on this flight the one coming back from israel i just i like open my eyes and i see this lady walking around and she has a hood on and then her her airplane pillow wrapped around her face and she's just kind of like <laughs> that was me <laughs> that was me she was just kind of like wobbling around and it was my mom and i'm not joking you guys i love you mom and if this happened to me i would hope that you'd explain the same thing but her hair her, her hair i didn't really oh fully gosh. notice it until we were in customs line so she had so she had went quite a ways when people seen it, but she looked like a peacock. <laughs> like her I, hair was like crowned I, out from the I back. Know, and I was like, I, don't I have care, a video though. of it. I did not even know oh, you have a video. Yeah, I remember. I oh my god, I had to just capture it, but then she rushed it out, and oh, it so was funny. just so it was just a comical experience. And I say that was so much love. It was well. I do. I. I don't. I didn't really care about that at the time. I did not care about my hair. I don't care how many people saw me. I was just. 
I just wanted to be warm. <laughs> I know. All. I just wanted to be and warm. And it was so that is a really good tip is to it's layer. just to bring layers. Like mm-hmm. I'll bring socks in my bag. Yeah, I had fuzzy socks. Yeah, I'll bring. Um, they have to be if, fuzzy, you guys. Get the fuzzy ones. If you like, most of your ex- heat escapes from your head and your feet. So if you could bring a beanie and socks, you'll most likely be good to go. And then a light, a couple of light layers so you can peel it off because some flights mm-hmm. are hot. While some flights are freezing. I've noticed that the longer flights are normally freezing. Mm-hmm. So bank on that. And then they'll give you blankets most of the time, depending on the airline you're on. But they're pretty thin. So, you know, it's really uncomfortable being freezing on a flight. So that is mm. such a good tip. Yeah, I could really sleep. I slept so well. And that the air airplane pillow, the one that you can buy at the airport that wraps around your neck, that's kind of foamy. What a game changer because I was one of those people that I never would would get those because then it was one more thing to carry and then you would my head would fall forward every time I'd fall asleep I you know like you feel like you're falling and then you're and then your head falls and then you wake back up and you put your head back up and by the end of the flight your neck hurts just from from your head falling so I I really love the airplane pillow that I wrap around my neck and then Bailey brought up a good point about the um, pilots and aging so there's tons of emfs that are emitted on airplanes there everything is uh tech you know an emf is electric magnetic frequency frequency so you want to protect your body from that and that's what because that's what actually is aging you so i got an emf blanket and i got it on amazon so um, I'm going to be testing that out to see how I like it. And I'm just going to wrap it around me. So I'll, that'll be an extra layer of warmth for me, but also protecting me from the um, EMF frequency so that I can maybe hopefully still work on anti-aging. Yeah. My favorite affirmation, I am aging backwards. Yeah. So EMF blanket, because it mm-hmm. does, there are so, you can also opt out of the scanner um, when you're going through security, because that's a huge amount of EMFs, um, you can instead opt in for a pat-down instead, which will be a pretty extensive one, um, but just food for thought. Um, a yeah, tip. One of our one of our people who, who, um, who does retreats with us, she does that, and she gets a little bit of flack for it, but she's really dedicated to keeping her body um, as free as she can from EMF, so she always opts for the pat-down. And um, just does it because it's that's that's her how she stro- she feels so strongly about it. So, um, so Hunter used to do that too. Remember, he used to always we'd go on flights with him, and he'd ha- do the uh, pat the pat down, down, which I think I might start doing too. I know that I I think I might be doing that <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, I think that that's so. Probably. If you all see us on the side over there having some cranky lady patting us down. We'll just call in, like, somebody that's happy to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so another tip that I have, which some of you guys might not like this. <laughs> this is especially for long flights. Because the thing on long flights is that you get unlimited um, wine or beer. Okay? So at first, when I first um, took my first long flight and I was 21, I hopped on this. I was like, what? And so I think I, I got, I had quite a bit of wine, honestly. And the flight went by really quick. Don't get me wrong. But 
the aftermath of having to, the hangover was so much worse. And, and also like I've been talking about, like, uh, when you go on these longer flights, it dehydrates your body so much. And so the wine, the only liquid that you're really putting into your body, whether it's beer or wine or, or, uh, liquor or something is, I mean, you're filling it with, a. I mean, it is like poison to your body. And don't get me wrong, I love a glass of wine. But on flights, try to avoid drinking ex- like excessive amount of alcohol. And if you can, limit it to none. Because that will make you feel so much worse getting off the plane. And the jet lag, I'm telling you, it's setting you up perfectly for jet lag. because, Like a brick wall, seriously. Yeah, your body has no time to try to recover or... Mm-hmm. Or maintain balance. Um, your alkalinity level gets completely mm-hmm. thrown off. So you're you're going to spend the first part of like your trip, maybe the first day, depending on you know how your body is and your metabolism and your age and you know so many different components. But I'm going to tell you, first off, it's not going to help. And so a lot of people don't want to hear that because I know that. Um, you know, it's nice to, it's like celebrating. You're going on vacation, you're going on this new adventure and everything. But if you can, try to hold off on the alcohol um, until you land. Um, I promise it will make such a difference for your mm-hmm. trip and for how you feel and for your clarity of thought and really give you the chance to to be present in the beginning and to to feel good. Mm-hmm. I, that's a really, really awesome tip because I know a lot of people um want to drink on the plane and then when you get off you you're not going to be able to be fully engaged yeah and if you Mm want to drink like that's perfectly fine but try to keep it to one drink and then make sure that you replace it like in a couple of hours or something with electrolytes and some water and maybe some fruit you know and then bring earplugs and bring an eye mask really helpful tip because if there is a screaming baby it can take the edge off if you want to sleep and the person next to you has their light on for reading it it will help you just really get the rest that you need so you can cancel out light cancel out sound and that's super super helpful the next thing is download your favorite podcast get caught up on all the podcasts that you've been wanting to listen to. So Bailey does this. So what, what are some of the podcasts that you listen to on while you're on the plane? Lately, because it's always changing, but this last flight I was listening to The Lively Show, um, which I'll put it in the notes below. It's from Jess Lively, and she talks all about connecting back in with your intuition and developing your inner voice and like Abraham Hicks style. A lot of She talks a lot about Abraham Hicks and living in flow, which I love that. I love that because it takes a lot of stress out of trying to control your reality and instead just being along for the ride and enjoying it. So I love that one lately. What's another one I've been... Um, bring, oh, another another podcast. So Just Lively. The Just Lively. And then um, Yoga... Almost 30. Almost 30. I love that one. They always have really good stuff. Um I also really like Yoga Girl. She's always a good listen. Um, it's another one I've been listening to. Embodied Astrology. But the only thing is that she's she took herself off of um, Apple and Spotify. So now you can only find her on her website. 
but she does month ahead horoscopes for all of the signs and she's always so spot on um and i love listening to her so those are a couple oh those are great and you know your favorite book how many books do you have on your nightstand that you've been wanting to read that you haven't been able to get caught up on so grab one of those books and bring it on the long flight yeah, we always like to clean out our photos um, on I flights. always do that on my phone. Yeah, so you know how you'll take like four of the same photo, you know, just to try to um, maybe catch a different angle or get good lighting or make sure that you got the shot. Well, go through and delete all those duplicates mm-hmm. that you have or reorganize some, create albums, like use the time to kind of, yeah, clean out all of your photos and maybe create a couple of things, um, especially if you enjoy making content like on Instagram or online. Um, Maybe it's just for fun, scrapbooking, you know, use this time to maybe organize the things, go through your notes, like on your phone. I know my notes are a mess right now and I probably should do that on the next flight, but um, use the time to maybe organize your phone. I love that. Those are all really great tips. Um, what with snacks, I always try to bring when we're talking about Bailey likes to fast and I'm a snacker. So I have, um, I always bring apples. I usually, um, cut them and core them and put them in a baggie. Sometimes I'll have, um, tangerines with me, almonds, protein bars, um, the, uh, turkey jerky from Trader Joe's is always something I usually, that I usually bring with me. Um, rice cakes with peanut butter is always like this special snack. Like, oh my gosh, did I bring my rice cake with peanut butter or almond butter? I love those. Like make a sandwich out of it and bring that on the plane. And then I, I don't get off the plane feeling, feeling puffy and, and crappy. I feel energized and feel like I, I also take my vitamins on the plane. Like if it's Mm -hmm. a long flight, we, we take our vitamins. Yeah. We bring them to go. We have to go back or actually Mm -hmm. isogenics packs them so you can bring them to go or put your vitamins in mm-hmm. a little baggie ziploc baggie bring mm-hmm. it with you um and those are all like really good tips for on the flight and when you get off the flight after you've traveled you're off the flight you know i grab another big bottle of water make yourself drink it i'm going to tell you that it sounds so simple but one of the first signs of dehydration is you're tired it's fatigue And you just landed in your new destination. So try to acclimate as soon as you can to the time zone there. So important. So if it, if you, you're try to stay awake as long as you can so that you can get on the time zone as soon as possible. And I really believe in taking ginger and turmeric and ashwagandha. And we take it in something called Ionic Supreme that we love. And that really helps, um, helps your body handle jet lag. It helps your adrenal, so that your adrenals, so you don't have adrenal fatigue. And then get grounded. So either go for a walk, um, you know, get, get moving. Don't just go sit somewhere and, um, and it, it really helps you to get grounded to move. Even if you do some yoga on the beach or find, or grab a, Uh, a class somewhere or find a gym we usually find a gym pretty quickly yeah you can normally find a gym anywhere if not then you can you know do body weighted workouts but I think that the thing like I want to touch back on what my mom said earlier about staying awake as long as you can for example if you land like 
when we landed in Barcelona, we landed at 10 a.m. So we tried to stay as awake as long as we could as far as, you know, at least to 7 p.m. Not trying to, like, stay awake forever, but just trying to stay awake to to at least where you're going to sleep at a normal sleep time so you're not becoming nocturnal. Um, and then as far as, like, say if we get off the flight and it was 10 a.m., and we're exhausted and kind of feeling like the jet lag is kicking in. And then going for a run and getting your endorphins flowing and sweating and working out will quickly wake you up. Mm-hmm. It's so, so true. I, I And then <laughs> the other thing that we do is we unpack and get settled. And if you're going to be there for a little while, just then just unpack your things, get settled in, put all your toiletries out, maybe take a shower. We are... Um, fiends for face masks. I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> she really is. She's I'm like, right I should now. probably wash it off soon because it's feeling a little crusty. And so and we love, we love having face masks. So just doing all the self-care things because your body just went through a lot. So whatever, whatever you need to do that you like to do, that self-care, whether give yourself a pedicure. I know that one of my friends, she loves to give herself a pedicure. Um, take an Epsom salt bath, bring some Epsom salts with you so that you can just throw them in the bathtub and um, clear your energy, hydrating, and then um, go out and walk around and see where you're at so you can your energy can then get grounded where you're at in time and space because you'll feel a little floaty if you're not, um, if you don't ground yourself. So really super important and you get to see and feel what it what the energy is like where you're at which is so important and say hi to some of the local people we found that the barcelona um people from spain they're just they're very friendly very grateful to um to have people there spending money taking care of their country and um we were right on the beach like i said so we walk down on this. It's kind of like the Strand in Southern California. If any of you have been down on the Strand in front of Venice Beach or Santa Monica, it's this long walkway right along the beach. It just goes for miles. Well, we went down and went on this, on that. And the, there's something about the negative ions of the ocean that are actually really healing for the body. And so there were people down. And plus the energy of just all these people doing amazing things. People were biking and walking and running sand volleyball they actually had full-on gyms outdoors right on the beach like with equipment it was really just so um energizing i felt it was very energizing and then we found a gym walking down there we went all the way down to the w hotel if any of you have been in in barcelona there's that that stretch of beach goes all the way down and so there was this really great little place that Bailey saw the pool and she goes I think that's a gym and so we went inside and lots of times gyms will give you you can buy a day pass and it was only $18 like super cheap yeah so we hope that you got a couple of good tips from this this is all the things that we really do to help ourselves feel the best that we can through traveling because it can either wipe you out or you can come out of it feeling not as strong always but you feel pretty feel pretty good to jump into your trip so Mm -hmm. so we're excited to see you the next time actually 
talk to you the next time. You won't see us. You won't see us. <laughs> and we will be um, on here again sharing more of our lives and what's going on. And hopefully a few tips here will help you just smile a little bit and live life just a little bit better. Yeah. See, talk to you soon. Talk to you guys soon. Sending you all the love. All the love. Bye. Bye.